Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm back. It's Stuart Haslam, Global Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. After a, a couple of weeks away, one of them sick, unfortunately, but back on track now. And I'm very pleased to welcome my old friend from the US, Deepak Puri. Deepak, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Stuart. Good to have you back. Yes, it's uh, it's good to be back and uh, a tough week. But of course, you know, I didn't want to begin this podcast without reflecting on the situation, the, the really, really terrible humanitarian situation in Turkey and Syria. And of course, our thoughts are with um, all of the families that have and, and the countries themselves devastated by this terrible tragedy and the uh, organizations working tirelessly to support those communities in need. I think, you know, when we think about the markets um that is obviously the uh the focus of this podcast but everything is uh you know in the background when you think about the humanitarian tragedy that's going on there and i'm sure you know deepak sentiments that you equally express no indeed the Stuart. Uh, you know markets are important but listen nothing really gives you a a shock like uh, the, the terrible tragedy that we just witnessed so our sympathies, our hearts go out to people who have been impacted directly. I, we could only hope that um, you know all the uh, the global initiative to to bring uh, relief uh, gets to the impacted areas swiftly, and uh, really hope uh, you know in this dire need that uh, things find people find some comfort somehow, and uh, you know life hopefully goes on. Indeed. Yeah. Thank you, Deepak, for those sentiments. And uh, well, for those uh, interested, I think, um, you know, Deutsche Bank in particular is uh, supporting international Red Cross organizations um, all around the world offering an emergency need through a giving program. Um, but look, Deepak, let's go to the markets. And, and this is uh, the, the focus of our CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. And let's perhaps start with taking a look back because, uh, well, obviously you and I weren't speaking last week, but the key last week was the incredible labor data read that we got out of the US. And I think, you know, I'd be interested to get your take on that sitting in New York. Um, and particularly, I know Chairman Powell spoke last week also. How did you take his reaction and what, how have the markets themselves reacted to that very strong read? Yeah, so, you know, the markets are actually struggling on quite a few levels, but the labor markets in particular, you can see that the data is very strong. You know, the 517,000 headline print that we saw uh, you know, uh, the last Friday. Um, and this week, uh, Fed Chair Powell spoke in a DC appearance, and he was somewhat, um, you know, less hawkish, but still hawkish enough for the markets to take a breather, take a pause. Uh, actually, after a very strong January, the markets have struggled to really gain much traction for this month. And uh, it seems like the path of least resistance is towards the downside. And that is primarily driven by the fact that given such strong labor markets, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the Fed cannot just take uh, its foot off the, the metal just yet. Uh, so it needs to be a little bit more hawkish. And I think when you factor in this hawkishness, uh, the yields, which really is dictating the risk sentiment in the markets, you know, was uh, uh, something of an, you know, where the markets took a pause. Now, the labor market is confusing. It's noisy. There's a seasonality aspect to it, Stuart. So I wouldn't reach too much out of it from all uh, a lot of other measures, especially when you hear about the large tech layoffs 
it seems that, yes, uh, there should be softness coming into the labor markets. But I think uh, if anyone who's looking at imminent recession in the U.S., uh, you're not going to find too many takers at this point, given how strong the labor markets are, at least at this point. One good thing was um, some softness in the average hourly earnings, which is the wage inflation data, but it's still much higher than what the Fed would like. So overall, uh, the labor markets are very good, They're very strong in the U.S., and we need to see a little bit more downtrend before we can comfortably say that we are getting close to that soft landing scenario that uh, we have all talked about in these four podcasts for quite some time. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I reflect on the Outlook report uh, published by your office, Resilience versus Recession. And I know this last month in particular, we've been focusing on the former, the resilience side, um, and then, you know, recession, at least the fears of a, of a more significant recession in the US and beyond in Europe are, are, are fading somewhat, given you know, that big, you know, very interesting jobs print, this lowest unemployment levels uh, for some time. Um, but also, of course, let's look at the other side of the equation, and that's inflation. And this Tuesday, you know, this, pub- this podcast publishes on a Monday morning, so tomorrow, uh, a really important readout for CPI in the US. What are your expectations there, Deepak? Yeah, the expectation would be to see that sequential decline that we've been fortunately getting from the CPI print. You know, keep in mind that the, um, you know, we were at close to 9.1% for nominal CPI. Uh, this is the June of 2022. Since then, we have nicely come down. The last CPI reading was 6.5% on the nominal front, which includes energy and food inflation, and then uh, 5.7 on the core front. You know, I think what you're going to probably see is that uh, there's still going to be a reasonably uh, higher month over month, uh, you know, both on nominal and core. So we're looking at 0.5% on the nominal, 0.4% on the core, uh, which is up from what we saw in December. But that, uh, given the base effect, you might still see a downward revision on the nominal, um, but somewhat of stickiness on the core side. I I think the market is really focused on two things. So on the core front, it's looking at shelter and healthcare services inflation. So, uh, you know, the goods inflation for all practical measures, Stuart, has been coming down and is now under control. It's the services aspect of the inflation that really is creating a little bit of a concern. And then on top of that, you hear about the Chinese reopening or the Russia-Ukraine offensive getting another spring, um, you know, uh, uptick. You know, you could easily see that the inflationary pressures are still going to stick with us, especially on the uh, nominal front for quite some time. So that is a risk that we have flagged as part of our outlook, um, you know, that inflation, as we think, is being contained, can spiral up again. Uh, but for the time being, you should see, see that sequential decline on the CPI report that we're going to talk, talk about. As we're talking on a, on a Friday, later, within an hour, we're going to get the UMISH uh, inflation expectation, uh, Stuart, which is also important for the next five to 10 years. What are the U.S. consumers expecting inflation to be for the next five to 10 years? So the Fed has said that the sequential decline and well-anchored and stable inflation expectations are two preconditions for them before they pause. And uh, that's why today, later today, and next Tuesday are so important with regards to that narrative. 
Yeah, sure. Okay, well, we watch that one very closely. You know, another one that market participants have been watching extremely closely, and we are now deep into the season, is the Q4 earnings, full year earnings for, um, you know, across different sectors. I know in the last week, we've had some big names come out, had the European banking sector come out, and still many other names to come. I'd love to get your take from the US. How is the season progressing? Um, we're getting, you know, a lot closer to, to the end now. Have your expectations been met here? And, you know, I always think about the outlook statements that the CFOs and CEOs are making um, as we look towards you know the the next three six nine months and out into the end of 2023 how have they progressed and and you know for market participants listening to this podcast is there that air of optimism or should they be a little bit more cautious I would say the latter you know the earnings season has been a tale of two uh, two storylines or narratives you know if you are looking at primarily how the companies did vis-a-vis uh the expectations uh, that they had, uh, so the street expectations, you know, 70% of them beat EPS growth numbers and around, um, you know, 72% beat their revenue targets. So purely from that perspective, things look reasonably okay. Now, from a historical perspective, these are still on the lower end, but it's nothing that's really a a red flag uh, again from a corporate earnings perspective. And this is given that close to 70% of the S&P 500 companies have not reported. However, the the storyline changes a bit if you're looking at the absolute numbers, um, you know, that the companies are suggesting. So that EPS growth is actually a negative 2% year over year. And the top line growth is plus 5% where we have been, you know, in the high double digits, you know, for the, for the, for the last few years. So, you know, when you just compare the earnings season versus what the street was expecting, it looks somewhat reasonable. But when you compare it, you know, what the trend was a year ago, then obviously you start seeing a little bit much more negative revisions. And I think we're not done yet. Um, I think the first two quarters of this year, so the earnings season for the first quarter and second quarter, is really going to be the culmination of that earnings trough that we have been looking at for for the middle of this year. So, as um, uh, too much to say, but uh, it is. It looks a little bit noisy there. Overall, I would say it's there's something for everyone for this earnings season. If you're a bull going into the earnings season, I don't think it really changes your narrative. If you're a bear, I don't think it really changes that either. Okay, wow, wow. fantastic and, and interesting times. Really great analysis there, Deepak. Thank you so much. Um, we're at time here, so I'm going to cut it right there. Thanks so much for listening to all of our listeners and to Deepak Puriyal. Chief Investment Officer for the Private Bank in the Americas. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been your Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Have an excellent week and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. 
your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.